time to check in with Vaughn Palmer. Good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning, Jill. And I'm coming to you from the naughty community <laughs> of Victoria. We have been named by the housing minister yesterday as not doing nearly enough to increase housing density here in the provincial capital. And I don't know what's going to happen next. I'm kind of afraid if we don't start building a lot more housing here in the capital, uh, we're all going to be sent to our room by the end of the year. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, you and uh, what was it? Uh, uh, so many others as well. well. Ten. Ten, yes. <laughs> we, we talked about this yesterday, and the New Democrats, are, they don't want people making fun of them on this, and they certainly don't want us saying naughty, and we don't want to call this list the hit list. But there it is, uh, the first ten municipalities named by the government as not doing enough to build housing and increase the housing supply. Uh, there's only, well, there's three here on the island, so Victoria, Saanich, and Oak Bay. Um, you, the rest of them are all sort of Metro Vancouver. Kamloops in the interior, and then we've got what? Vancouver, North Van, West Van, Port Moody, Abbotsford, and Delta all named. Um, there's a few surprises on the list. I was kind of surprised, actually, to see Victoria on the list because uh, Victoria already has a, a big housing program to uh, build housing for the for middle-income residents. Uh, and the mayor of Victoria, the former one, Lisa Helps, was put on retainer by the premier's office to put together this list. So I'm sort of going on, oh, you named your own town <laughs> as part of the problem. But everyone, of course, is scrambling to say, hey, hey, this isn't, Jill, this isn't really a hit list. We're from the provincial government. We're here to help. Have, where have we heard that before? Right, exactly. And, and when we talked about this, too, you were saying you didn't think that Vancouver nope. would be on it because the mayor was there part of the announcement. Yeah, so I think what we saw here is that you know, the government did realize that it was not going to help the process if they simply named the worst performers in British Columbia, the municipalities that are most in thrall to the forces of not in my backyard. I think what they wanted to do was put together a list of municipalities that were at different spaces on the different places on the progress list. So, you know, Vancouver, Victoria, uh, yeah, they need to do more, but you've got the local leaders there saying, hey, we're already with the program, we're going along with this, we're happy to be part of it, and, you know, we don't mind being pushed because, you know, we're going to turn around and ask the province for help. So I think I think you're, you saw an effort yesterday to kind of blur the idea of naughty and nice, and as I said, kind of have the province say, hey, we're here to help, and we're going to do things, and all we've done is just uh, one of the <laughs> one of the things they did. You know, the governments like to tell you that everything is scientific. So the ministry yesterday, this is all. This isn't picking on people. Right. This is scientific metrics. The government created an index. It measured your local housing needs. It measured where you were, and if you're on the list, it's because the numbers put you there. This isn't, this isn't the provincial government picking on you. So, again, I think some municipalities probably feel more picked on than others, but, again, this is the government saying this is what we're doing, and, and 
relax, Joe. This is only the first step. Later this year, they will announce how much housing everybody needs to build, and they will also be offering uh, some something besides just sticks. The province will be there to help. If you've got approval problems with provincial agencies, if you need infrastructure, Victoria, and I mean the provincial government, not the city, will be listening. Right. And uh, so more to come as far as the list. And like you said, uh, we're not picking on you. This is all based on numbers. You mentioned a little surprised to see Victoria on the list, but not so surprised to see Oak Bay. (laughs) Okay. So this is one of the sports of those of us who live in Victoria is we're kind of used to people in Oak Bay looking down their nose at us. And so no one is surprised to see Oak Bay on the list. Oak Bay has, I think, in recent years, approved exactly 27 new units of housing. And I'm sure some residents of Oak Bay think that was a mistake. The standing joke in the capital region is that, uh, you know, the motto of the Oak Bay City Housing Planning Department is, how did you get our phone number? So, uh, but... You know, the the thing we talk about, which is the forces of NIMBY, right? Like the Oak Bay Council listens to its its constituents, to its voters, and people in Oak Bay, uh, yeah, they tend to think uh, we're, we're fine just the way we are. We used to contrast Oak Bay to Langford, which is the the suburb of the provincial capital where John Horgan's uh, riding there. And Langford used to be the, the real contrast. It had built more housing units per capita than pretty much any place in Canada. But last fall in the civic election, the mayor and the entire council of Langford got replaced by the local voters who thought Langford was growing too quickly. So when you look at this thing, at the housing list and the provincial targets and the provincial power to intervene if municipalities don't live up to it, It really is an attack on the forces of not in my backyard, but, you know, I think people are starting to realize, and maybe this may be the reason why some municipalities are accepting this uh, this list, Uh, it may provide local governments, local councillors and mayors with cover. I mean, they can go to their voters and say, hey, we were ordered by Victoria, by the provincial government, to build this stuff, to approve these projects. And so we did it. But if you don't like it, take it out on the provincial government at the next provincial election. Don't blame us <laughs> for approving projects that you didn't want, because we didn't particularly want them either. <laughs> Does it say anything, the list is all fine and trying to you know, get to different municipalities and cities to build more housing. Does it go into the details? Does the province care what kind of housing they're approving? Yeah, well, <clears throat> that's a good question. And that is something we're waiting for. So this sort of put everybody on notice. You're, you're the first 10 municipalities to get Victoria's attention, provincial government attention. And we'll be looking at other municipalities down the road. And then they said, okay, now we don't just, Victoria doesn't, provincial government doesn't just want housing. They want certain kinds of housing. So the province ordered municipalities, Jill, to put together their housing needs assessments going forward. 
and to identify gaps in housing. So those reports have come in. So you're right. What they're going to do in the next phase is take those reports, look at the gap, and say, you have to build X number of housing units approved, but they also need to be of this kind. Uh, The problem we've had in British Columbia is that because of the economics, we've been only building one kind of housing, and we're not building housing for families. We're not building townhouses with, you know, two or three bedrooms, and all of that is badly needed going forward. So uh, you've asked the right question. The, the real question, the really interesting thing will be in the next phase, what are the targets for certain types of housing in local government and what will it take to get that family-friendly housing built? Right. And when you uh, talk about the NIMBY and the forces of NIMBY as well, how much do you think, is the province really ready to come in and uh, like they did in that one instance in Vancouver, do that with other municipalities if they don't like what they see? Uh, That's the other big question. And the Vancouver example with the Arbutus project is, you know, the city council asked the provincial government to do that to approve the project and override the court battle that's going on. The really uh, challenge in this will be what will it take for the provincial government to step in and use its power to overrule a local council and make a project happen even if the council and the community is fighting it. Uh, David Eby, who brought in the legislation last December, one of the first things, last November, one of the first things he did as premier, he brought in the housing supply legislation with all the override powers. He said, we hope we never have to use it. Well, they're hoping that, you know, this first step with its hint of a stick and the offer in the background of a carrot, if the provincial, if you want help with the provincial government getting something done, infrastructure, community center, transit, all that stuff, we'll be there. So I think they're really hoping that this project gets things moving and that they never have to step in, certainly not before the next provincial election, uh, that they don't have to step in and punch a council in the nose and impose a project. And if they have to do it, they're hoping that it isn't uh, in a community that votes NDP. Right. Because, you know, there is, a, there is a, a legislature member for Oak Bay. I mean, I can make fun of Oak Bay, um, but the, the uh, Minister of uh, Aboriginal Relations, uh, Indigenous Relations and Reconciliation, Murray Rankin, is the member for Oak Bay. So, you know, it's one thing to threaten West Vancouver, which votes uh, BC United, but uh, if you're actually going to step in and impose something on Oak Bay, um, you better have everything in a row and you better have really good metrics before you get there. All right. So interesting to follow this one along. Vaughn, thank you. <laughs> Bye-bye, Jill. <laughs>